0: what up duke city you listen listening to two men on 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal van nunley robert buck d gibson here for your sports adjacent entertainment pleasure
1: oh yeah how's
0: the day going my dude
1: um it's it started got a got a lot of Howie's in my system
0: as usual the boys turned it up to 11 on Monday at Howie's do we go so hard on Mondays yeah especially
1: with that bonkers game last night finally got a good game finally got a game that I was invested in at the very end
0: Yeah, they're usually snoozers or blowouts on Monday and Thursday. I don't know what the NFL is doing this year. But last night was actually exciting as Tampa Tom took three quarters off and then at the very end went all Tom Brady on everybody. Yep. 14 points in the fourth quarter, including a score with three seconds left. Ice in his veins. Tampa Bay's getting healthy. I mean, I don't even know like week to week what
1: the what are they doing? Who is this team? That's the crazy part because on paper, you look at the team and you're like, okay, they should be one of the top teams in the league right now. And they're not, but they're going to win that sorry division. Yep. And they're gonna make it hard for whoever they play in the playoffs just because of the experience that they have. They're just gonna slip
0: slide right into the playoffs, win that sorry division, and then break somebody's heart in the playoffs because that's what Tom Brady does. Broke his wife's heart, broke his kids' <laughs> heart, broke every football player alive except for Eli Manning's heart. He's a heartbreaker.
2: Heartbreaker <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at the 66 Diner. Mondays, just like last night, we rage at the page Howie Sports page, corner of Montgomery and Tramway. In the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. Taysom Hill got one touchdown, but he was just five touchdowns short of my six-touchdown prediction, but I still think
1: I did okay. You did great. (laughs) If they had better coaching, he would have hit your six-touchdown prediction. I mean, he should be doing it every game. Yeah. Don't they know who this man is? He's one of the GOATs. We're not just saying that either. Tim Tebow. Creole Tim Tebow. (laughs) Cajun Tim Tebow. (laughs) I got to say he's better than Tim Tebow. If we're talking pro NFL, he's better than Tebow. Well, no one touches Tebow in college. No, 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 no. He might be the college goat. Of all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's
0: let's do that today what's that the i9 varsity what's that college football goats oh this is gonna be a good one this is gonna be a spicy one let's do that in the six o'clock hour uh the boys aren't getting cut off today no monday night football no isotopes no lobos uh no special events no one storming the Capitol. january 6th style it's just you and the boys today for three hours gonna have a lot of fun with it a lot of sports a lot of sports adjacent content um And I've I've been working on the house, a little uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, I had some people over working on the house, cleaning the house, doing some other stuff. My house is listed tomorrow. So if you'd like to buy the home of a regionally famous sports entertainer, (laughs) (laughs) check it out soon as my house will be on the market tomorrow. And uh, I'm super excited. I'm like super excited to sell the house and move on with this chapter of my life. And I'm also excited to be homeless for a couple months. Like I'm legit stoked to like just put all my stuff in storage and stay with like friends and loved ones for a little bit while I figure out my ongoing situation, whether I'm going to buy another home or a condo or buy my own apartment complex or <clears throat> move in the middle of the desert and do a bunch of ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know.
1: Only you but, would be excited about being homeless. Oh, dude, I'm so stoked. I've I'll, never heard anyone say that. <laughs>
0: selling my home i'm not i'm gonna be living you know i'm not gonna be in the streets like don't <laughs> yeah
1: because the way you said it is like, i cannot wait to be homeless <laughs> i'm not it's gonna, gonna be, like
0: what <laughs> you're not gonna see me panhandling on the interstate albuquerque
1: don't worry about me i'll be fine somebody was about to start a GoFundMe for you they heard that wrong
0: also you should start a go <laughs> start a go
1: for all of us
0: no There's shame a, a lot of reasons you know, we do this we we get compensated you know we we make a, a, a life amount of money, like paying our housing, paying our bills. Yeah, so you know, we but we're by no means rich.
1: Not at all. Loyal f- fans. There's a lot of people who think the opposite. Oh sure. Yeah. I'm like, where's this money coming from? Where do you think do you just rain down bills on this every day? I mean
0: I, I save a lot by being in this position by not buying myself drinks all the time. But that's about it. That's it. That's that's the the greatest perk of them all. Everyone gives me t-shirts and buys me rounds of alcohol. Besides You're right. besides that.
1: You're right. Right. How many t-shirts do we get? Oh my god. T- I I'm wearing one now under here <laughs> because uh you know so I I do the, the BS show podcast after this. Sure. And I put up the subject for the night and someone says, "Hey, you should wear my shirt." On tonight's episode, because I know a lot of people will be watching. I was like, you know what? I have to find your shirt, because I have so many shirts. Nice. Which is a good problem to have, though. What's the subject of the BS show tonight? Oh, we have someone who's in a polyamorous relationship.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's going to be she's good. she's
1: ready to tell all the business. Oh, my God. That's going to be so good. Yes. Uh, kicking off at 8 o'clock? 8-ish. You know how we do. Oh, sure. Everybody's on burke time that time of night. 8-ish, you guys can go to robertbuckdgibson.com. Check it out. It's going to be a good one. If you're joining us on Facebook Live or
0: YouTube Live, hello. You get to see our beautiful faces. If you're listening on 95.9 FM or AM 610 D-Sports Animal, welcome to the program. If you're uh, streaming this live on talkabq.com, hello on the Internet. Or if you're listening to us at a later time, whether it's the KNML app or the TuneIn app or our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher. However, welcome to the program. Van Nunley and Robert Buck D. Gibson going to have a lot of fun with you today. Hey, let's uh, let's go to a break early because I want to jump into something when we get back. Okay. More sports and sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. We'll hit our sponsors later because we got OG friend of the show on the line right now, Mailman. What's happening, Mailman?
3: Dude, you and Butt D be sounding crisp and clean on the new mics.
1: Ooh-wee, hey, baby. that's what I like to hear.
3: Crisp and clean. Love it. Uh, one thing there, man. Uh Guess what? Yo. Fred's not here.
0: <laughs> I was waiting Fred's
3: for it. Fred's not here.
0: <laughs> Thank Dude, you, good I sir. I
3: all upside Daddy Callum's head last night with a two by four. Told him up this week. In <laughs> fantasy, told him up this week.
0: Good. He deserves it.
3: He, man,
0: he shouldn't be on vacation and winning fantasy matches. Can't have it both ways.
3: Yeah, I beat him I beat him like solo beat up Riddle last night. Broke him down.
2: <laughs> uh
3: you might have to you might have to go uh bar Fred's codes and 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 watch that on the Paramount Network. Watch them get beat down. But uh <laughs> I thought this year by this time my poor 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 in the street in the middle of the get the kids out the street Steelers would be over and done with by now somehow they say we still got a shot I just don't understand how (laughs) just
0: just a tease man they're gonna drag you on on a few more weeks
3: I'm not giving my hopes up they not doing that to me
0: Steelers sitting at five oh, yeah. and seven. It looks like they're out of the AFC North race due to tiebreakers. Best case scenario, but they still have a chance to be the seventh
1: seed, sneak yeah. into the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> but, but, mailman, how how much do you want that? Because they're either going to face Buffalo or Kansas City. Ah,
3: uh, well. It'd be, it'd be decent if we was playing spoiler to somebody, but I would say we could hang with neither one of them. <laughs> I'd say we can put up enough... I mean, the defense might slow them down a little bit, but we ain't gonna put up enough points to come out that fight without looking like we got bum-rushed by eight, nine guys in the back alley somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh... Let me, let me tell you how bad fantasy football has been going for me this year. My pay league, I stayed away from the, the dudes that killed me last year. Uh, 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 Christian McCaffrey. Yep, all yep. them cats that was getting hurt and IR. I was like, nah, can't trust it. I ain't going to get them this year. Y'all not going to do me like that again. <laughs> get JT, Jonathan Taylor. Well, I got hurt. He was thrown for like eight, nine games. I pulled off this blockbuster trade and got Lamar Jackson. Well. And he got me a whole two points last <laughs> week. And like, be, it looks
0: like he's going to be out, oh too. Oh,
3: my goodness. Yeah, and he felt like he's gone for three, four weeks. And it's just, it's, oh, you, man, she has been brutal. This year.
1: You sound defeated. this
3: trade earlier in the year, got Rashad Bateman. I are all season. I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: Mailman, so, uh, good for you though. You're sitting in sixth place in the friend of the show league. So you're, you're your hopes are still alive, much like the Steelers. I think
1: he's above me, isn't he?
0: Uh yes, a lot of people are above you. <laughs> no And their way. in their defense. <laughs>
3: have, I think hey. that's just because Daddy Taller, I've been wearing him out on the regular I think I played him about five times. Cool. So. He's kind of like
0: he's kind of like the Texans. You wish you could play him every week.
3: <laughs> of course, of course, you could take his score and double it. That's how bad I beat him this week, and have some left over. <laughs> nice. Have a good day, fellas. Uh, like I said, the mics make y'all sound crisp clean. Oh, Man, I, I'm loving like them. You are at least 5'11". <laughs>
2: <laughs> on the dot, baby.
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm only five ten and three quarters an <laughs> inch, but I say five eleven though.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I round up to How six, six foot on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, mailman. Uh, thanks, mailman. Yeah,
0: see you. Hey, we got a friend of the show, Chad. Uh, in the show, it's TDs and beer. He's still undefeated. 13-0 and in the Friend of the Show League. Just crushing everybody. How? Just crushing. How is that possible? Who does he have on his team? All right, I'll rattle off the starters. He got Mahomes, check. Okay. DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, that's, a good start. Sh- that's super strong. Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. Yeah, wow. Tyler Higby. Okay. Josh Jacobs. Oh, what? He crushed the draft this year. And then uh, last starter is uh, Robert Woods. You don't need him. And he's got Corderell. Corderell? Yeah. Corderell. Cordero, Cordero, Cordero Patterson. Corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got him on the bench. You don't even need him. Oh, man. You know the key to the success? What's, I think? That, what's that? He's got Sunshine on the bench. Ah. that's a, That kid's a winner. I'll okay. tell you what, right there. Yeah. He's got like. At every position, a top three player. Yeah, he crushed it. Coming up right behind him is pure Vandemonium with an 11-2 and record. Hey. And I got – I'm in second place, but I got the most points in the league, baby. Look at these killers. Lamar Jackson. Okay. Kyler Murray. yeah, Kirk Cousins is my backup. Okay, now okay. check this out. Tyreek Hill and Debo are my wide receivers. Oh, yeah,
1: there you go. That's money.
0: Crushing it. Christian McCaffrey, Ramondre Stevenson okay, in the backfield. Yeah. George Kittle, tight end. Miles Sanders. Okay. And uh, Hop, are my flex. Money. And then I still got Cordell Sutton. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh... I got both of the commander's running backs. And I got your boy, Mike Williams. I haven't been able to play right, him. He's been, like hurt. been hurt. Been hurt. I say it's a collision course in between the top two teams. Anything could happen in the fantasy playoffs. That's why it's fun. Like, you just sneak in, Mm -hmm. and then maybe your boys have the best week of the year, the first week of the playoffs, and you crush somebody's hopes. Yep. Who's been killing it all year long. Exactly. Two years ago in my money league that I'm the commissioner of, the two-quarterback league with individual defensive players and, like, a super flex and just just the most insane league you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think two years ago, the, uh, uh, uh friend of the show, J.D. Norman, said, I've won three games. I'm the Denver Broncos of our league. <laughs> <laughs> Let J.D. cook, baby. <laughs> yeah, two years ago, this guy was undefeated all year and lost in the finals. It oh. So hilarious. Oh. Oh, he caught all of the heat yeah. from the league.
1: So you're in two of ours. Yeah. How are you doing in the other one? I'm all right in the other one. I'm, like, middle of the road. We're creeping
0: up. We're, like, creeping up towards the playoffs, man. Yeah. The Industry League going better. Yeah, I'm in fifth. So, the boys, yeah, you're in fifth in this one. You're doing good. The boys are in third. Dylan Storm is in first. Doug DeRocher from Magic right down the hall is Mm -hmm. in second. Fred and Van, like we were, a, we we're a duo in this league this year. The boys are in third. Jeff Grammer, the Albuquerque Journal, is in fourth. Al I'm so broke's, which is a f- <laughs> top shelf, top shelf name, coming in, <laughs> in in the five spot. Calvin Ridley's bookie in sixth, <laughs> in sixth place. That's such a good name. That's hilarious. That's such a good name. Uh, that's our homie Gabe from up in Vegas. He's a sports writer. Um, Chocolate Thunders, Vern K. Vern, which you should check out every Saturday, nine to eleven, right here on a Sports Animal. He's in seventh. Uh, New Mexico Run All Over Yous, which is uh, Andres Trujillo of the New Mexico Runners, in eighth. New Mexico United's David Carl hurts. Uh, call Bert. That's a really clever name, too, here in Albuquerque. He's in ninth. Uh, spoken word operations manager here, at uh, director here, excuse me. Jared Hart is in 10th with the name Fantasy Adjacent. So it's a nod to uh, our Sports Adjacent mm-hmm. show. Shout out to him. Then the lovely Bethany Miller is in 11th place. She's Saban's Angel. Get it? Very Got clever. Got it. Got it. And then Coach Fred Griggs and the Analytical Assassins are in dead last. <laughs> so you think the Gladiators coach would be a little bit better at fantasy. You would be wrong. <laughs> can't, You'd be quite wrong. So they can't hang with the big boys. No, they cannot. Shout out to everyone's looking up at Isotopes and Lobos' voice of everything here, Dylan Storm. Shout out to Dylan. Good luck. That's a fun
1: league, man. Yeah, it's kept me interested all year. Both of them, actually. Sometimes I get to the point where I lose interest, no matter if I'm doing good or bad. It just, you know, life happens and I start forgetting about my fantasy teams, but not this year.
0: Oh, I feel you for sure. In the other league I'm commissioner of, and look, I get it, friend of the show. I get it, Albuquerque. I get it, loyal listener. You don't want to hear about other people's fantasy teams. But when it's chock full of famous people here in Albuquerque, you want to hear it. You want the update. Yeah, you want to know how they're doing. You need the Burkes Finest update. Come on, baby. We'll keep you up and updated through the playoffs. We need to have some more smack talk in the fantasy league. We don't do that enough
1: on here. That's true. Very true. Well, we're getting down to the playoffs, so I think it might start heating up. And then in my personal league with friends and family,
0: Dirty Mike and the boys is in fourth place. So I'm going to make the playoffs in every single one of my leagues there this year. There you go. Look at this guy. Who's this guy? It's like he, almost as if he like has a sports talk radio show and he knows what he's doing. But Someone needs to give you the keys to an organization.
1: Uh, th- that's what I'm saying. That needs to happen. Yes. Make me the new Jeff Saturday, baby. I'm doing that for selfish reasons because I feel like I'll get season tickets for free. <laughs> Friend of the show, Freddie Trujillo with a hot take.
0: And I'll tell you what I wanna I wanna touch on this when we get back. Okay, that's enough fantasy. By the way, do you know the Dirty Mike and the Boys reference? Yes, I do. That's one of my favorite gags <laughs> from any movie. <laughs> if you guys, if you've seen the other guys, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a hilarious bit. One of my favorite bits in any modern comedy. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. 505-246-0610, hit us up on the Sports Animal Hotline or Sports Animal Text Line. Uh, You got a hot take, we'll share it. You got a hot take, we'll discuss it. On anything. And um, friend of the show, Freddie Trujillo's got a hot take. And uh, these are his words, not mine. I call on the governor's office to suspend the NMSU basketball season immediately. It's all one big cover-up, and it stinks to high heaven. The coaches and players did not represent the New Mexico public with dignity and honor, and they have not shown a contrite bone in their body since this all happened. Too many unanswered questions, and the season should be suspended until this is all sorted out. If the coaches tried to cover this up, they should be replaced. None of this is a way to represent
1: uh, New Mexico. Look here, man. Fire. Look here. Fire. Freddie said a mouthful, and I have to agree with him. If from the way that all the information has come out, and if that is true, I have to agree with Freddie. That's not right. It it stinks of, it reeks of cover-up and everything else um i think that people in positions of authority you know they they made some wrong decisions if what we're getting from the story is correct that's how i feel about it
0: (sighs) details are fastly emerging about this and this is all so far alleged i'm not going to put my stamp of approval on it yet because i don't have it from authority yet but new details of the story emerging that Multiple um, teammates of his aided him in the situation. Uh, There's alleged reports that coaches tried to cover it up. Alleged reports that the coaches hid the gun. So this is snowballing into something way worse than an already horrible situation that it started out as. I mean this is borderline obstruction of justice right this is this is borderline right. this is borderline aiding and abetting like they have become accomplices in this crime with their actions alleged actions This is a bad look This is a very bad look and it's from what I see from what I understand it's only going to get worse Strong feelings and strong words by a friend of the
1: show, Freddie Trujillo, but he's not wrong. No. He's not wrong. And I feel like this is a sentiment or a thought that a lot of people across the state have. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, we're in Lobo country. Sure. I think that spills down to to the Las Cruces area as well. It's kind of a lot lot of egg on the faces of people in power and you know at the very
0: least at the very least you know good on the coach for getting his players back and not just immediately throwing them under the iron, irony here bus so i that part of it i get that part of it i understand and respect but when you aid in a bet a crime when you uh obstruct justice you get in the way of a police investigation, that makes you an accomplice. Again, all this alleged, we're not sure.
1: Who do we got with us, Robert? We got our buddy Hawk on the line. Let me bring him in. Hawk, are you calling to give
0: uh, your hot take on this issue? What's going on, my dude?
4: Yeah, I've been at work all day. I don't I don't know exactly what um, what's come over the news lines about what happened and i'm not justifying anything but if there wasn't three young unm students that set this guy up to go try to hurt him or kill him or whatever we would have never known that guy was carrying a gun and none of this stuff would have happened and so even though i'm not justifying it that gun would have never gotten pulled had um the setup in the first place not taken place so there, there's lots of blame that needs to go around and, and obviously we got to let it play out, but that's my take on it.
0: Uh Yeah. Thanks for the call Hawk. Um, and we can go back even further. I mean, if you want to look at that one event where they lured the guy on the campus and then we all know that part of the story, but we can go back even further to the fight at the football game.
1: Yeah. I think this is where that stems from. And I think if leadership was shown, transparency was shown in that issue we wouldn't have got to this point yeah i mean i really firmly
0: believe that i mean the guy who pulled the gun out and uh subsequently got shot same guy that got into the fight at the football game same guy who was coercing people to do this on the internet and uh so i mean there's there's plenty of blame to go around all over the place but it's not going to change what happened blaming and you, you know i these kids who got who lured him onto campus and tried to attack him there at fault as well. Uh, he's at fault. Him himself is at fault for got that fight and starting this beef in the first place. He's at fault for his decision-making, going out, leaving the hotel. Like, there's plenty of blame to go around. Robert, who do we got with us? We have Bree on the line. Bree, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, how are you?
0: Very well.
2: Well, if you remember... Oh, the guy from Wichita State who used to
0: coach for UNM and after they won, or Mexico State, once they won their first game in the tournament, he bailed after a year. And then good old Greg coming in the back as another Wichita State coach. Unfortunately, I hate to crap on my alum, but they seem to kind of get into a little bit of trouble every so often. Yeah. so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, what are they doing up there in Wichita? Hmm. I have no idea. I mean, you have (laughs) Marshall who punches players and gets fired, then you have... The other guy who smacked the girl in the butt now this. I mean, I don't know,
3: maybe they just don't know how to act. Maybe that's why I needed to move.
0: <laughs> hey, you're wow. not you're not wrong there. Hey, hot take. Oh. Hot take, and thanks for the call, Bree. Thanks for being oh. a friend of the show. Yep. I mean it's who you surround yourself with is very important. That's a lesson that I couldn't get through my head when I was younger that my mother tried to impart in me and i didn't get it at the time but you know she she used to say you're you're no you're no better than the people you surround yourself with or you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with and if they keep recruiting these coaches and these you know these staff with low moral aptitude and keeps doing this like who does that reflect on is it like you you can't keep making the same mistake and throwing your hands up especially if they keep they keep doing relatable things that they're this horrible string of decision-making and they're all from the same place, you might think, hey, let's not ever get
1: someone from here again. Right. And, and I don't want this story to become another rift between the two universities. Sure. I think a lot of people are, you know, trying to pick sides or, right. you know, I want to highlight this or I want to highlight that. I, just sticking to what we know. You know, um, and then this is coming out when you have men, coaches, people of leadership, and you find out they're a part of suppressing the truth and not being forthcoming. You got to just call it how it is. That if that was U N M, we'd be having the same conversation. It, it it doesn't matter where it came from; it's just wrong. And when you send your your children to college and they're uh, to be athletes or just students or student athletes, either or, this isn't something that you sign up for. Sure. You know, we all know children or kids, you know, we've said it before, they don't have the forthrights a lot of the times because we were that age. We don't know. We we don't think past the second that we're in. 100%. And this is why you have leadership, people trying to teach young women to be women, young men to be men, and stuff like that. So, yeah, this is everyone's got to take the blow on that one.
0: And the university and the city and the coaching staff and the players. And, you know, back to to Freddie's original point, maybe that is the ultimate punishment that you ran this into the ground so hard. You have such a series of bad decision-making. You have such a series of bad choices being made over and over again. I mean, if all of this information that came out today is true – those are crimes.
1: Yes. Those it are is. punishable crimes. It is.
0: It's not just like it's a it's a coach looking out for his players. No. These are these are
1: crimes. No. And see, I didn't like the fact that you know we got the news that Peak was suspended indefinitely. And it was a period, it wasn't a comma. Right. Who else? Right. Who else? And I'm not talking about the student athletes. I'm talking about coaches, leadership. These other names that are a part of covering up and suppressing evidence and the truth coming out. They got to stand on that. Yeah, they do. And, you know, it'll it'll hit ahead eventually. Like they, it's, it's only, only going to get worse. Like you said, when more of these layers get pulled back, more names are going to be exposed and it's not going to be good. Um, what Freddie is calling for, a lot of people are going to say it's harsh, but, man, I don't know. Can't be too harsh if everything is, is turning up the way that it's turning up.
0: Yeah, and, and you this rivalry is like such a point of passion for New Mexico sports fans. What no matter what side you're on, whether it's UNM or New Mexico State, whoever you root for, maybe you maybe you've lived in both cities like I have, and you root for both, except for when they're playing each other, uh go Lobos. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Yo.
0: but still, like this is one of the biggest events. Every year in New Mexico is the the twenty five Rio Grande rivalry. It's it's a point of pride. It's a point of passion, and maybe losing it will learn will make everyone learn a lesson. And it's not like with all this information coming out. And by the way, this information should have been out day one. Yeah, this is this is obvious proof of a cover up. Because if this comes out two weeks later, that means they tried to withhold information. A friggin' another crime. But if all this comes out day one and we have a better picture, a clear picture of what actually happened on day one with the program and the players, et cetera, et cetera. And look, I get it. The three players uh, who helped out uh, Peak, thought they were doing the right thing. They were being teammates. They were being friends. Yeah, right? Right, the, right, right. The coaches, I'm sure, what they thought, they had their... Players' best interests in mind. I get it. At the core of it, in their heart of hearts, I'm sure they thought they're doing the right thing.
1: Nah, you can't. You can't think that. But they committed friggin' crimes. You can't think that. I can understand when it's the, um, the student athletes. I can. I can. I can let that part slide. But when you're a coach and you're in a leadership position, there is no way you think that's. I'm doing the right thing. And it's got- no way, none. This is that's the whole entire existence of your position and
0: i mean this is a bad look for all of new mexico because yeah you know unm and nmsu both have struggling athletics programs you know there's some bright spots here and there but i mean it's hard to get top shelf athletes here to the state from out of state it's hard to keep our very best athletes and it's just going to be harder after all these events
1: and it's crazy that this is the story we have to be stuck with instead of the lobos being undefeated. Correct. That's the crazy part about all of this.
0: Yeah, Aggies football team snuck into a bowl game. Right. The Lobo basketballs undefeated. Yep. The Aggies basketball team look really promising as well. And we're going to lose out on both these rivalry games. I mean, is this a is this a lesson to be learned or is this going to start a wave of more beef in the future? Uh, We got to hit a commercial. We'll be right back. More sports and sports adjacent content. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Program in question, what happened to be Two Men On. Sure, you've heard of it. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Cowell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play. On Team I-9, we start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at the 66 Diner. Also, uh, milkshakes. We do milkshakes so hard at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for the boys. Howie Sports Page, corner of Montgomery and Tramway. And the weekends, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Had a question in the chat. (laughs) 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 Who do I have to sleep with to get a Fox shirt around here? I mean, I jokingly said you, one Robert, <laughs> but D. Gibson. He's going to be driving around with stacks of shirts for what I only assume will be sexual favors.
1: Thoughts <laughs> but- from the thought.
0: <laughs> Turned him into the thoughties. We do have some new merch. We do have some new stickers. So friends of the show, stay tuned. We just got our, you know, we just started last month the second season of Two Men On. Yes, it has been over a year. And so, in honor of the new season, we have a new round of merch. So, we, uh, we went with a little retro theme. Think of uh, maybe a little that 70s show meets San Diego Padres, meets uh, Shag Carpet, meets um, just a sprinkle of disco.
1: That's a perfect
0: description. Thank you. And the Albuquerque Aardvarks rugby team would like to have a t-shirt cannon included with the transaction. I don't know what the cannon's going to be for. Hopefully just the shirt. But yeah, we got a new new rounds of merch coming out, so stay tuned. We will get you your gear as soon as possible. JD, you will get one too. Don't you fret. All the friends of the show, especially the friends of the show in the Fantasy League, the OG Ride or Die Friends of the show, you're gonna be you're gonna get first pick, and also we'll be giving away shirts every Monday night
1: at Howie's Sports Page. Get so, down to Howie's, I'm telling you guys. We have a blast. We do it right. It too. is so fun. I uh, did not
0: start my day at the YMCA today, <laughs> Robert. I don't mind telling you.
1: Oh man, after about ten thirty or eleven last night, I was like. Yep, that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. I felt the same way. It's just we, the locals
0: at Howie's, the regular at Howie's, and then all the people who come to hang out with us on Mondays, they're a uh, a joyous, loving, giving bunch, you know? Yeah. And uh, they give us a lot of drinks. And uh, I took the Uber of Shame <laughs> home, and then I took the Uber of Shame back to Howie's this morning to pick up my car
1: oh yeah Uh uh-huh we ended up playing a game of heads up in the middle of the bar and we turned
0: that thing up to 11 too (laughs) if you don't know what heads up is it's like a app on your phone it's like a a guessing game you describe something and you act out you you hum it's great yeah we had a blast doing that so yes New round of merch is coming soon. The t-shirts are absolute fire. Uh, You know, Fred Slow, who's still on vacation, I think he'll be back uh, this Thursday, he is like a low-key genius with graphic design. We had our first t-shirt and logo uh, outsourced to uh, Cumulus Corporate. They got a graphic design guy who uh, went by our instructions and cooked up our cool little Two men on, black and gray and neon logo. Shout out to Doug DeRocher in the hallway. I think he wants to come rap with us a little bit. Let's see if he can come in. But yeah, the the shirts are fire. We got a new round of stickers. Uh, We're going to have some other merch come in as soon as possible. But uh, be on the lookout. Yeah, it's the re-up. Yeah. And friend of the show, OG Craig... Boston Craig, yeah, uh, just text me today, Robert, and he said he's got a new round of fig jelly for me. How about that? There we go. I sent him a shirt last year, and then he gave me some fig jelly. is and it's all from scratch, right? Uh, not this time. OK, I believe it's from France. Oh, French, oui, oui French fig jelly..
1: C'est
0: I don't speak the language, but I I
1: think what you said was correct. I don't know what that means either. (laughs) There's only a couple of phrases that I remember from high school because, yes, I was the person who took French over Spanish like an idiot. Uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Not only were you, but I was also that person
1: because the hottest girls took French. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that's not a slight. I to just, anyone else, but in my school, sure, that was the that was the elective to be. In. Yes, and I was like, I'm gonna be the smoothest talking, the language of love. Uh huh. I don't know, but three or four phrases, and they have nothing to do. I can't even put a complete sentence together, except for my name is Robert. au <laughs> cabinet. Oh, you're way better than me. I was just gonna say, Je m'appelle Robert. <laughs>
0: mailman was right you are the french robert (laughs) so yeah keep on the lookout we got some new gear coming it's friggin sweet too and by the way if you're on my christmas list you'll never guess what you're getting this year that is correct our our new (laughs) (laughs) ruin ruined ruined the christmas surprise hey but guess what it's
1: gonna be a lot of happy people with that the shirt's friggin fire
0: I'm i'm not trying to lie here also, we're going to get some old, some of the old merch, the season one merch with our logo on it. So if you want, if you got, if you missed out on the first round of merch, uh, email me, van at talkABQ.com or slip slide into the DMs on our Instagram page, at talkABQ. Uh, I made a, a New Year's resolution, Robert, What's to that? have more involvement, to be more prolific on the interwebs. I know we have a lot of fans who are like, hey, you haven't been on Instagram a lot. Like, We want to see what you're doing out in the community. We want to see what's going on outside of radio show hours. And I promise you, my New Year's resolution, which I will keep, it's not like quitting smoking or quitting drinking or hitting the gym more or adding more fiber to my diet or whatever you might do for Lent or some
1: New Year's resolution that you know you're going to fail. Yeah.
0: I'm actually going to do it. How about that? That
1: one's a lot of people hear that and probably say, "Ah, oh, it's not too bad. We were talking about this off off air. It's it's kind of work. It's work. Social media is to have that consistent presence. That's work. That's time. It's a lot of effort.
0: And you know how I feel about work. We did an hour of work already. Two more hours to go. You're with the boys all the way up until 7 p tonight. Full show. Feels good.
1: Let me double check that.
0: Might we get kicked off? Is it not I, on the... I, I, I need to look at the schedule. Okay. I, think, I, I do think we're on. I think we're on all okay. the way till 7. Okay. Just want to make sure. But if we're not, uh, my apologies. <laughs> more sports and sports adjacent talk when we get back. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. One hour in the books. Welcome to five o'clock. Banger of a Monday at Howie's. I mean, every Monday, but yeah, with us turning it up to eleven, <laughs> raging at the page with all the Monday maniacs, and there was a finally a good game. Like, just made it just extra special. Yeah, real good atmosphere. <laughs> real good. You're listening to Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, we play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA. We do lunch at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's at Howie's Sports Page. And the weekends are for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's vodka. All right. Get ready to be triggered, Robert. Oh, man. The NBA created a trophy for the best regular season team. What?
1: That is so cornball. What? Why? Whose idea was this? Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Who cares?
0: Nobody remembers the team with the most wins unless they break the win record. And that's it. That's the only team. That's the only regular season. Yeah statistic that should be remembered did you set the new record no Nope. who cares it's what the playoffs are for doesn't matter how much you won in the regular season looking at you los angeles dodgers hey man we're talking about basketball (laughs) we're talking about
1: basketball (laughs) what's what's up with the nba because was this last season or the season before where they came out with the the magic johnson and the larry bird conference title See, that I don't mind. I do. I don't care. That I'm okay with. No, no. Only team trophy that we give a damn about is the championship. That's it. I agree completely. Like You go through the playoffs
0: to win the championship. You got to go through (laughs) a gauntlet of professional athletes and teams that have been playing together all season to prove that you're the best in the league that year not just who won a bunch of games that's ridiculous it could be your schedule maybe you got a bunch of cupcakes on your schedule and you don't have to play the golden state warriors as much as (laughs) the bucks do could be we got somebody on robert yeah we got the homie howard howard welcome to the program og friend of the show what's happening my guy
4: What's shaking, gentlemen? Hey, hey. First order of business, I want to shout out to my man, Michael Carlisle. Happy birthday, brother. We have uh, need to get together and tip some beers. We need to get back to one of those infamous 12-pitcher nights that we used to share.
1: Oh, just come, to, come to, to Howie's every Monday. Happy birthday. Yeah, that's a Howie's night right there.
4: There you go, my man. Hey, and that comes to my second order of business, Van Nunley. Yo. My top three ginger-haired idols. Bill Walton, Carrot Top, Excellent. and Cooper Rush.
0: Excellent. But <laughs> Excellent.
4: Is you are such a responsible man and took an Uber last night. Thank you. You're edging ever so closely to cracking that top three. I'm proud of you. I'm proud to say I know Van Nunley.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, good decision making hasn't historically been my thing, but I think I'm getting better.
4: Same here, my friend, but you know what? <laughs> As I get older, I. I'd like to think I get a little wiser, but I'm not sure about that because I'm still a cowboy fan.
0: Ah, excellent point. That is an excellent point.
4: Yeah, yeah, that is still that's still my Achilles' heel. But um, you know, I wanted to ask, where is Fred on vacation now?
0: Uh, I believe he went on a little uh, whirlwind adventure around all the national parks in the state, and I believe he's. Uh, back in albuquerque for a staycation i'm not sure i'm not bothering him because he's on vacation he doesn't need to hear from me or robert yeah while he is officially on vacay so good for him i hope he went somewhere yeah, good weird for
4: him. i'm glad he, every everybody deserves time off i am a contractor own my own business i do not get much of that oh but yeah that's all right it affords me to live the life i live hey quick question Hit me. Now, I know once the rivalry dissolved between the Lobos and Aggies, now we needed a couple more games to get NCAA compliant, did we not?
0: I think they had uh, two extra games on the schedule already at home.
4: They did? Because you're only... okay.
0: Okay. I I think you're guaranteed 18 home games if you're a season ticket holder and they already had 19 or 20. But they're still looking to to schedule some more.
4: Well, you know... um, I, I, I'm getting a little excited about this team, to be quite honest with you guys, but my measuring stick would have been the Aggies' uh, doubleheader there, you know, the home and away, because right. I really thought the Aggies were pretty good, too. Unfortunately, they're they're in a world of hurt and a big mess over there, and God bless them. I hope they can get through this, you know?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, for the sake of the university and the, and the fans in Las Cruces and surrounding areas, you know, we, we want the best for them. And we also want accountability.
4: Accountability is important. Sure. If you don't start molding young men now, you've lost your opportunity to do so because if you do not hold them accountable, you know, they become, uh, you know, of the thought that they can do whatever they want. And, uh, you know, what today's society frowns upon that. So it's uh, a very incorrect thought process. So, and the last thing I'm going to say is um, I'm really excited about my Cowboys right now, but as I've learned in the past, don't talk to you smack, Howard, because he'll come back to smack you in the face. Yeah. good night,
0: guys. Hey, thanks, Howard. Thanks for the call. Thanks for being a friend of the show. Um, In in Howard's defense, he is a uh, logical, reasonable Cowboy fan. I, yeah. don't, I don't get to say that very often. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's, that's those true. are not two uh, adjectives you usually throw in front of Cowboys fan. And he's never like, this is our year every year. So, I mean, good for him on having taken it with a grain of salt.
1: He knows the history. He knows. He was he was around for those Romo years. We'll see, though. Even as a Packers
0: fan, Dez did catch the ball. <laughs> he caught it. There's no doubt about it. It's easier to say that now. <laughs> I watched that play in Vietnam. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I was on vacation in Vietnam during the playoffs. We wake up at, like, 3 in the morning yeah, to, like, yeah. watch a 4, uh, 4 a.m. start from like a expat Vikings bar in Vietnam. It was really crazy. The week, the week, the very next week broke my heart and I fell asleep on the bar stool. Cause I got too hammered. But anyways, that's a story for another time. Anyways, back to this NBA regular season award. What an absolute waste of time. Yes, it is. Is they going to have to, have they already started a new wiki page? with the the future <laughs> winners of this nonsensical award. It has to. Let me let me
1: look it up. This is crazy because we always talk about, you know, participation trophies and all sure. that, the way the society is now. This is just falls right in line with that to me.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to like hear about this on Breitbart Sports or whatever, how these Snowflake Awards mm-hmm. or Making men soft and turning the frogs gay or whatever?
1: The Maurice Potoloff Trophy, that's what it's called. Maurice Podoloff? I, I don't know who that is. Who Do you is know? that? <laughs> Maurice Cheeks.
0: He's an American lawyer? What? This makes zero sense. None of this is,
1: are we being trolled? Is this a real story? Are you sure? No, it's a real story. Everyone's reporting it. It's like a, a see-through basketball, a clear basketball.
0: actually clicked on a video. I just Googled, who is Maurice Podoloff? <laughs> and there's almost nothing, so good job. I did mean that. Maurice Podoloff was an American lawyer and basketball and ice hockey administrator. He served as the president of the Basketball Association of America... Between 1946 and 1949, and the NBA from 1949 to 1963. Ah, okay. He's kind of a big deal in the history of the NBA.
1: Yeah, but still,
0: he ended his reign of terror like <laughs> 20 years before I was born. So how would how would I know?
1: Bro, who, what basketball players are going to be sitting around after they're retired, and they're you know the, you you got to have the ring talk. Sure. How many rings you got? Hall of Fame. But nah, bro. We 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 got you in the Podolovs. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Shaq and Chuck are arguing. What? Well, oh, yeah, oh, Chuck at least I, I got five rings, Chuck. <laughs> and Charlie. Well, I got
1: I got four Podolovs, man. <laughs> 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 so this is what John ja Morant and Zion Williamson will be arguing about at the end of their careers. Who got the most pot-a-loafs, <laughs> They could have called it something else. Yeah, they could have called it nothing by not, uh, but not, not even having it. this trophy. To me, it just it gives more moments to be embarrassed. It's kind of like when they give the MVP before the finals, sure. and then the MVP doesn't even make the finals. Yeah, remember that long run we had. Uh Uh-huh. They'll give it to him in the conference title or the conference championship series, and the MVP would always lose, never get to the finals. I wonder what the curse for the pot is going to be. Oh, man. We're about to find
0: out because it's a real thing now. Everybody's a snowflake. (laughs) The NBA (laughs) is getting soft. Ask anybody. They give you a trophy just for winning games. <laughs> it's ridiculous. More sports, sports adjacent content. When We get back. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Two men on 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Van Nunley, Robert Buck D. Gibson on the other side of the glass. On the ones and twos, taking your calls, pushing all the buttons necessary to make this program go along. All right, I learned two new phrases in the last two days, Robert. What's that? Uh, The Oxford word of the year for 2022,
1: goblin mode. You know what? I saw this. I didn't read the story, but I don't know what it's about. You got to enlighten me here. Okay.
0: So apparently... Goblin mode is a type of behavior which is unapologetically self indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. Okay. I don't know why they associate goblins with that. Yeah,
1: that's why I was losing. Except for maybe right there.
0: rejecting social norms or expectations. That's goblin esque. I don't. I don't picture goblins as lazy. No. Not me. They're out like... <laughs> goblins Goblins <laughs> are out like doing goblin stuff all the time, when, right? When was the last obese goblin you seen? Zero. <laughs> no, I, Zero in the history of the world. They're all fit looking. <laughs> yeah, they're all svelte and fit. Fast. Sharp teeth, running around, causing mischief. Oh, man. Lazy people don't cause mischief. Nah. I have never known a goblin to Netflix and chill. They're just... <laughs> Get a pint of ice cream and just smoke a bowl and sit on the couch. Goblins are out traversing the community, causing mischief. This makes no sense to me. It's the youth, Robert. I blame the youth. you know what it is, Robert What Wait, is really? it really? It's that darn hip and music
1: <laughs> that hip and hop
0: yeah, they're yeah. hip they're hipping and they're hopping yeah. and they're rapping. It's ruining our kids' brains, Robert. Going goblin mode on our children. Another one I learned, and I always knew what this is, but I didn't know that there was a term for it. So you know historically you gave me so much crap about this the last couple of shows, is you know, I took a date to the Nutcracker and obviously I'm gonna move too fast into yeah. a relationship.
1: Hey. In this cold holiday season. Last man standing. I I can feel it. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) So I
0: usually, like, from the day after Halloween up until Valentine's Day,
1: historically I've tried to remain single. Unless it was already in motion before. Correct. It's not one of those. Correct. You know, I'm just going to drop whoever. Yeah. For the sake of it. No. No.
0: I know I get lonely around the
1: holidays, and historically I've had a sprinkle of uh, seasonal depression. Yep. I think a lot of people have been through that, just not letting people know about it. Obviously, to
0: fight the loneliness and to fight the depression and release some natural endorphins, you look for someone to care about you, right? Right. You try to get in a relationship. You want somebody to cuddle
1: up with and keep you warm and make you happy. Yeah, don't get me wrong, folks. We're not put on this earth to be by ourselves. Sure. Not at all. No.
0: Historically, we're put on this earth to kill animals with our bare hands and drag around (laughs) women by their ponytails and throw them in our cave. Oh, this ball is about to go. (laughs) off. 505-246-0610. OK, so like I told you and you called me out on it, I try to stay single if I'm not already in a relationship during this time of the year for these exact reasons. Right, right, right. It's called cuffing season.
1: Yeah, 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 that's, that's what it's called. You've heard of this before. Oh, yeah.
0: I've always known this was a thing. I'd, I never knew it had a word for what? it. What? Where have you been? I, am I talking
1: to Fred Slow right now?
0: Ish. Ah, oh. I can't be, like, cool and hip on everything. I can't be, like, a young-ish 40-year-old on everything. There's going to be some misses, Robert.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm here for.
0: I've avoided cuffing season for quite some time, and I never knew it was called cuffing
1: season. Yeah, it's cuffing season so officially. There's that.
0: That's like right after
1: Halloween, right? Once the weather changes, yeah. You're you're actually very regal about this this year. You're king cuff cuffing season, am I, am king I, cuffing season. I might try it out. You know, no, I, it's already in motion. <laughs> you, no, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I honestly like. There's no. There's no such thing as an innocent date to the Nutcracker. not not in this season fair oh no that means something damn it i'm a cuffer (laughs) does that make me a cuffer i told you what to look forward to
0: when you (laughs) say when you say it last night uh, when you say it (laughs) when you say cuffer like that yeah buddy it sounds like explicit it can be are you into cuffing are you talking to me all right, I'm going to look up I'm going to look I'm going to look this up on Urban Dictionary. I bet it has another definition.
1: The the one that you're speaking of now should be number 1. This is I'm going to use it in a sentence. Hey man, if you like her, you better cuff her up. Okay.
0: You better cuff her. A cuffer is a volunteer firefighter that gets too excited running lights and sirens to a call that he or she sometimes fondles themselves?
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did you look up the word cuffer? Yeah, I look up cuffer. No, no,
0: no, no. Cuffing. Okay, here we go. Number three for a cuffer. Someone who is overly prone or susceptible to entering a long-term committed relationship with another, <laughs> usually used as a derogatory term towards someone who falls in love way
1: too easy hey. or needs
0: to be in a relationship to feel whole.
1: Ah, hey, ah, yeah. You didn't. You shouldn't have read that on air. It stings. It stings when you say it like that. <laughs> when you okay. put cuffing in, that very first one's going to be the one, probably. Yeah. The cold season
0: when everyone's coupling up, <laughs> you so that. you settle for a new boyfriend girlfriend way below your standards.
1: Ouch! Oh, woo. Woo. I didn't know that part. Ooh, which is which? Oh, you might you shouldn't have read that on air. <laughs> you're, you're or you're one of the
0: smart ones who cozies up with Coors Light and your pupper, <laughs> <laughs> which is usually me. <laughs> oh, that is me, me, me. That is so hilarious. For example, yo, it's cuffing season. You want to lock this down? See? Uh, no. I'm going to go chill at home tonight with a Coors Light and my dog Murphy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) First of all, Coors Light being referenced on Urban Dictionary is hilarious. Yeah,
0: why Coors Light specifically? (laughs) No,
1: I know. That is hilarious. All right, here's a note.
0: During the fall and winter months, people who would normally rather be single or promiscuous find themselves, along with the rest of the world, desiring to be cuffed or tied down by a serious relationship. The cold weather and prolonged indoor activity causes singles to become
1: lonely and desperate to be cuffed. Oh, my goodness. Hey, shout out to friends of the show. Albuquerque Aardvark's rugby team says... Van gets a U-Haul for the third date. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good!
0: That is so good. So
1: you know, I've been thinking. uh, It's been going so great since the Nutcracker two weeks ago. Um, (laughs) I took the liberty to bring this U-Haul. You know, if it's if there was (laughs) ever my
0: stuff in it, it was if there was ever a time. In my life, and by the way, I always I also think of William Defoe when I hear goblins. Yeah, yeah, William Defoe, yes. Samesies, yes. super samesies. Um but this is like the one time in my life that cuffing like makes sense because I'm gonna be homeless in like a month. Okay? Oh and, and I'm gonna need somewhere to live. Oh, you know what they so call those. Might as well just move in like super fast. You know what they call those. Go ahead. Hobosexuals. Hobosexuals? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Look that one up. <laughs> you know I am. Hobosexuals. Oh, that's funny. I had a hobosexual joke when I used to do stand-up. Person who jumps in two relationships to have a place to live. <laughs> that's so good. That fool's only with her for a roof. He's a hobosexual. I love it. See, here... We, we give you your sports and sports-adjacent content. But also, this is a place for learning and growth, Robert.
1: Yeah. It's very informational.
0: Yes. How else would you have learned these things if it wasn't for us? <laughs> or if you have a teenage kid? Oh, man. Baker Mayfield talk when we get back. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Oh, here we go. Speaking of cuffing. Oh yeah. There's some cuffin' music right here.
1: <laughs> I've been thinking about you all holiday season.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again from the Albuquerque Ardvarks rugby team. By the way, Joel's on fire today. Yeah, I see him. If that's if that's Joel on the other end for speaking for the Ardvarks, I'm assuming. He is killing it today. He should be in studio with all this these hot takes. <clears throat> He asked us to sign off with DMX singing "Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer."
1: <laughs> that's so random. And then, uh, that's the worst Christmas song ever. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's so good. That's horrible. And then I
0: said, "I will when it gets closer to DMXmas." Ah, oh, yeah, good one. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I'll be here till seven. Uh, Baker's got a job. It's not working with <laughs> flour and sugar and uh, yeast. Might as well be. The L.A. Rams have picked up Baker Mayfield, and he can play as soon as Thursday? <laughs> the L- this defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams have a quarterback who couldn't even start for the Carolina Panthers, and they're going to they're gonna play him on three days' notice. They're just going to hand him the keys of the Porsche and say, this is yours now, Baker. Go get him six. Is he going to draw out plays on the back of the football in the huddle? He has to, right? Oh, man. You know how some quarterbacks, you see it a lot in college, very little in the NFL, but they got those little flip yeah. plays on their wrist. Yeah. you know He's going to have one on like his ankles, his forearm, his neck, the back of it <laughs> his, like, his center's back is just going to be like yeah. a big a
1: playbook. Now it's so messed up about this because the story was immediately after he gets released or he asks to be released first team everyone was saying was 49ers. Need one. Yeah, they need an actual quarterback. How let down was he when he found out? <laughs> nah. Not that team in California. The Rams. I mean, that's a great landing spot.
0: You land on a team with Super Bowl aspirations, but it just so happens those Super Bowl aspirations were from a year ago. Yeah. Sorry, Six. That is legit hilarious. I hope he kills it. He's, like, so fun to watch. He's like has a huge personality,
1: but obviously he's not that guy. He's not the guy. Oh, man... See, I'm on the fence about him. Because we've seen him actually be good when sure. he has a decent team around him. Once. He did it once. He's not coming to throw the Cooper Cup. <laughs> hey, I'm like. He's hit- not he's that offense, he's gonna hand off the Cam of Akers. Like, that's oh man, this that's is rough. This is a setup for failure. And they're playing a team who's catching their stride, who's actually Won three games in a row. I believe the Raiders have won three games in a row.
0: Oh, I got the Raiders in on this one easy. Oh, man. This no is... matter who's the quarterback for the Rams. Oh, this is. It's not good. All right. You want to hear the funniest part of this? What's that? On Christmas Day, the special Nickelodeon slime game, it's going to be Baker Mayfield versus Russell Wilson. Do <laughs> they? <laughs>
1: Do they have enough slime? Oh, oh. Uh, they're not gonna need any slime because neither of them are gonna score a friggin' it, touchdown. It's gonna be two to negative two.
0: they gonna have this, this slime <laughs> for a three oh walk off win in overtime. Oh my god, this is gonna be an absolute expletive deleted show. Oh my god. Could the could the NFL have seen this coming? at the beginning wow. of the season where so many games just just fall into place <laughs> the super bowl defending <laughs> super bowl champion rams and then the upstart broncos with former mvp russell wilson playing on christmas on nickelodeon what do you think they thought it looked like 9 months ago when they put this schedule together not this not this not baker mayfield and the ghost
1: of russell wilson playing on
0: christmas but oh they my God. but
1: guess what they need these storylines because there's so many bad teams oh excellent be- point because without these storylines who's watching you're going to watch that game just to see how bad it is i mean in their defense uh, to be fair fred's not here come on come on say fred's it say it robert not here to be fair i, I will come never on, say that robert robert Ever. robert never <laughs>
0: i'll 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 watch the nickelodeon game no matter what yeah just because it's a cool experience little once a year one-off i think i think it's dope i think it's a a brilliant idea rams have had three number one pick quarterbacks in the last three years (laughs) jared goff matthew stafford and now baker mayfield Again, in their defense, they are the defending Super Bowl champions, and you can't expect to win it every year. But, ouch. And if the Rams thought they had a chance of signing Odell Beckham Jr. again, he gone. (laughs) You think he's going to play with Baker? Get out (laughs) of here. Get out of here. That is foolish. I love it. I mean, I love it so much. I I got this perma smile on my face, and it just can't be wiped off. (laughs) And he's going to start on Thursday night football. That's crazy. Having been a Los Angeles Ram for three days. Has a a team ever won the Super Bowl and then been the first pick in the NFL draft the very next year?
1: No. It's never happened, right? No, because... The Rams are actually on course to be the worst defending Super Bowl champion. It is sad. I think they are. I, I, I do believe I read that somewhere. And and they don't have any picks anyways. Who, no, yeah. They, who they, gets <laughs> their pick? They're stuck. <laughs> are, don't Detroit? Detroit. Yeah. I mean, they and, – And guess what? You said it the other day. Detroit's got a young – Core base, which are, which has been showing how good they can be, then they're going to get a high draft pick, and it's not because they're going to be a sorry team; it's because the Rams' pick is going to be high. All right, it looks like Houston, the Texans, going to be the first pick, no matter what. Yeah.
0: Then you got number two, Chicago at three and ten. Yeah, Chicago's got a lot. Number three, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos which is the picks going to Seattle. Number four, the L.A. Rams and their picks going to Detroit. Number five, and this one's crazy, the New Orleans Saints, and their pick is going to the Eagles?
1: This is nuts. Yeah, this is – next year is going to shape up to be a great season. Oh, my God.
0: Give me all the drama you got. This is hilarious. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl champions are going to pick somewhere in between second and fifth. Denver, who almost made the playoffs and who got Russell Friggin Wilson, is going to pick somewhere in between second and fifth. This is insane. More NFL talk when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. Two men on, 959 FM, AM610 D Sports Animal. Van Nunley, Robert Buck D. Gibson behind the glass. Fred Slow still on vacation. He'll be back for your listening pleasure on Thursday. Good guy, Josh Allen. Robert. Yeah. He's teaming up with the public benefit corporation, Forgive Co to help forgive over 10 million in debt for people in Buffalo, Wyoming and his hometown of California Central Valley.
1: That's awesome.
0: That is insane. Just 10 milli right off the top, go help some people. Coming from a small town and now living out my dream playing football I recognize that I owe a debt of gratitude to the fans for their support, not only each Sunday, but also their continued support of my off-field endeavors. Allen said as a part of the release, I was honored when Forgive Co. approached me with a chance to uplift thousands of hardworking Americans in the communities that support me
1: by alleviating the burden of debt from their lives. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Put his name in the Bill's ring of honor right now. Right now. And you know... Bill's Mafia—they're going to match it,
0: right? They're going to do whatever they can to help out this cause, right? Bill's Mafia goes so
1: hard. Also, where do I sign up? <laughs> uh, I gonna, that's why I got quiet. I kept looking to see well, how can I get in on this. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, put a statue out there in front of st- in front of the new stadium. He can get into the biggest scandal ever, and they would not care. This just guaranteed he's a legend. So if you're listening now from Buffalo, Wyoming
0: or coastal California wherever it was, uh forgiveco.com. The word forgive c o like company forgiveco.com. Mm-hmm. I think I might apply anyways and just lie about my address. Do you know anybody in Wyoming? Can I use their address in Wyoming, I Robert? Wyoming, nobody. How about Buffalo? You know anybody in Buffalo? Uh, Only
1: the Griselda. Griselda (laughs) crew. So it's showing here that the $10 million uh, of debt relief will be spread across 2,600 people, an average of $3,847 per person. That is
0: sweet. uh,
1: there's so many people out here, so many hard workers just
0: living check to check while so many people have so much. you know. This I don't want to get too political here, but Bernie Sanders is mostly correct about the top one-tenth of one percent having so much, and so many Americans have so little. It is a common problem in this country, and to see somebody like Josh Allen, and hopefully this starts a trend of people to have more than they'll ever need. To help spread the love to people who don't have enough. Right. So, shout out to Josh Allen. Now I really wish I would have drafted him in fantasy this year.
1: <laughs> like, how do, you, how do you root against that? You can't. You can't do that.
0: You absolutely cannot. Bills Mafia is already legendary. It's hard to hate the Bills. You know, they're heartbreaking three straight Super Bowl losses. And then they're just... The lovable losers. And now they're on the way up, and they got a guy in Josh Allen who's just so friggin' fun to watch. Like I don't know, casual sports fan, loyal listener, friend
1: of the show. If you haven't seen this guy play, this is the future of the quarterback position. Oh, it's now. I, 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 we can't even say the future anymore. This is now.
0: Yeah, he's an absolute stud and an absolute stud of a human being for doing this. It's just so dope. It's just so dope.
1: Um, I do have to uh, correct you okay. not to put a damper on the Buffalo Bills yeah. mafia fans in the area. You said three straight Super Bowl losses? Four. It was four. It's four.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as,
1: soon as, as soon as
0: I said it out loud, my brain was like, that wasn't right. Don't short them. Yeah. Give them, give them all the L's they got. Or four straight AFC that, championships. That's
1: how you say it. How about it? that? That's how you say it. What's the AFC Championship Award called? Let me see. It should be called the Buffalo (laughs) Bills Award. The Buffalo Bills Award. (laughs) (laughs) If it was left up to the NBA, that's what it would be called. The
0: Thurman Thomas (laughs) AFC Championship Award.
1: Oh, man. Presented by Pepsi. Let me see. (laughs) The Lamar Hunt Trophy. I should have known that. Oh, yeah. We all should know that. No, I shouldn't know it. I'm a Chargers fan. Oh, yeah. You would have have no idea. (laughs) No clue. That's a good point. No clue. You only got one in your whole history, right? One. That immediately took the shine off when the 49ers waxed waxed him in the Super Bowl. I love this. Watch him
0: play, support his causes.
1: Yeah, that's awesome, man. These are the type of stories – that I wish more came to light, because this, a lot of this happens a lot. I, I just don't think the media shines the light on it. Uh, it's not as salacious as, like, you know, someone get arrested or breaking the law yeah. or, you know, all the, all the stuff that we talk about. These stories don't get the light of day, so I'm glad this one did.
0: You know, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we like supporting. This is the kind of stuff that we have if we had access to the resources, this is the kind of stuff that two men on would already be doing in the community. Very true. You know, we're out there in these streets trying to help as many people as I can. Uh, we can, using this microphone, using this platform to make Albuquerque and surrounding areas a better place. Of course it needs more light, needs more attention. We can only talk about Kanye and Antonio Brown so much on this program. Yeah,
1: yeah, until the mindset is just warped and clouded and muddy. Ugh, That's a nasty place to be. I mean, but that, I mean. The old saying,
0: if it bleeds, it leads, right? If it's a horrible, disgusting story, it's going to be the front headline of the the news. The same thing with this program. We talk a lot of dark stuff. I mean, if there's something going on, we need to expose it. We do. But stories like this helps balance it. We got the yin and the yang in this, mother. Shout out to Bill's Mafia. Shout out to Josh Allen. It's so cool. That's how you do it. So, okay, a little ripple, and it's still amazing no matter what. But uh, Josh Allen isn't just forking over the $10 million immediately himself. Uh, he's teaming up with this public benefit company. But still, like, he's putting some of his money and time and effort into it. So apparently what this company does is they buy up debt. It's not like they pay off everyone's debt one by one, but they'll buy a giant conglomerate of debt for less than it's worth, and then they get
1: a deal on it. That's pretty genius. Very, it, and effective. You don't think about it that way because, you know, I was looking at that and I was like, okay, so they just take on a debt one by one and do it that way. So it it makes more sense and it's, it's, it's more efficient the way that you just described it.
0: I wonder if – anybody's won the MVP and the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in the same year. Because it looks like he's a favorite for both right now. Maybe Mahomes for MVP. But Josh Allen winning the MVP and Walter Payton Man of the Year Award in the same year, that is friggin' nuts. They probably won't give it to him till next year anyways.
1: Where can we petition this? To make the AFC Championship the Buffalo Bills.
0: Award. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do it right now. It. This commercial break, we're going to find out how to rename the AFC Championship
1: <laughs> because the the NFC one would be the Minnesota Vikings Award. did they? Lo- they lost three Super Bowls, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Back in the day,
0: that is correct.
1: Yeah. The Buffalo Bills
0: Horseshoe and Hand Grenade Award. <laughs> More two men on when we get back. 95.9 FM AM six. Just let Th- this bleed a little bit. Just one of those. Does it change into like a, an EDM song there's, at any moment? There's no way. It just stays like yeah, this? This is it right here. That's okay. the vibe. Write this one down. We're taking this one off the rotation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just hit the button on that one. There we go.
0: As aforementioned, as promised, time for your I-9 varsity. I-9 Varsity, college football legends. This one's, this one's going to be low-hanging fruit here. I don't know where I'm going to go with it, but I got some ideas. Check out I-9sports.com, League Office 280. They are the best in biz, uh, offering youth sports programs, Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, Edgewood, surrounding areas. Email them, LeagueOffice280 at I-9sports.com or uh, reach him by phone 505-312-4999
1: Okay. You want to go first, or you want me? I I'm coming. I'm coming off the top rope. All right. Uh, this is all off the top of the head. Sweet. My very first number 1. This guy was the very first real life video game I've ever encountered in life. I remember staying up to see his games and also see how many yards he would get. Marshall Falk at San Diego State. Nuts.
0: That's an excellent way to start this thing. That,
1: that guy, the way he looked, the way those uniforms looked when it was all black with the red lettering and the stripes down the side and the yep. black helmet. Yep. Woo. Marshall Falk. He would, seemed like every game was 200, 250, 300. Crazy. Marshall Falk's my first college legend. That's a good
0: one. That is a real good one. Uh, I'm going to get the obvious one out of the way real quick. Um, To me, the most dominant college football player of all time, uh, bombed in the NFL except for that one playoff win, actually that one pass altogether, Tim Tebow. This guy should have won. Oh, my guys. If they let him play in college football any longer than they would have, he would have won the Heisman Trophy every year, he would have won the national title every year, and he would have inspired hundreds of people, thousands of people, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people every year. I believe this list begins and ends with Tim Tebow. If you didn't get to sit through and watch what he was doing when he was playing college football, it was impressive.
1: Hmm. That's that's hard to... Whew, that's hard to, to 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 top. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I want to go with the man who is a quarterback in the greatest college football game I ever saw. I'm going with Vince Young, University of Texas. Excellent pick. VY was a super cheat code that whole entire season. Everyone knows what he did how big he was, and then he took on that USC team where everybody thought there's no way they could beat that stack team, and he did it. So, yes, Vince Young is my second one.
0: That's strong work right there. And that's like right from the, the same generation too. Yeah. All right. In the news the last couple of days, we even talk about him yesterday, Mr. Everything, one of the greatest athletes of all time, he was just different. Dion Sanders. Mm. He was the best defensive back. He was the best wide receiver. He was the best kick returner. He was the best everything in the country while he was there. He's one of a kind, and I don't think we're going to see anything like that ever again.
1: Hmm. So that- give
0: me Neon Dion.
1: Okay. I'm going to go back. I just referenced this team. This guy was another one of those video game players. When he got the ball, you knew something big was going to happen. Running back for the USC Trojans, Reggie Bush. Yeah. Like, if you've never, if you didn't see that guy play college, you missed out, man. That guy, it didn't matter what team it was, what game. Kickoff, running the ball, receiving. He was a big play every single time to touch the ball. Reggie Bush. All right, this is a big one for me. This one made me
0: actually like Michigan football for a couple years. Ended up being a Super Bowl champion for my beloved Packers. Charles Woodson, baby. Oh, my gosh. The only guy who comes close enough to Deion Sanders – is charles woodson the year they won the national championship in 1997 robert Mm -hmm. he had eight interceptions and scored touchdowns as a receiver running back and a kick returner he is the first and only defensive player to win the
1: heisman trophy that's crazy in the history yep of college football, all of the great defensive players that yep. we've seen. Yep. Only Charles Woodson. Okay, let me let me let me think. You've named some heavy hitters. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh man, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard because it's so many great players, but you don't want to devalue anything? 100%. I got one for you. Okay, hit me. <clears throat> Tommy Frazier. <clears throat> Ooh, remember nice. that guy? Yeah, of course. Quarterback from Nebraska. And if you think about Tommy Frazier now, you'd be like, there's no way this guy should have been that good because he really didn't throw the ball. Sure. Yeah. Tom Osborne had him in that offense. What was it? Wing T or something like that? Or it's <laughs> like the greatest running backs and he was like the greatest running quarterback at the time and they would just maul people every game they're scoring 50 plus i remember the orange bowl i believe they played florida state or florida one of those teams and he just went smooth off back to back national champions right yep that was it, it was it was the Fiesta Bowl against Florida, mm. and they won like 62 to 20 or something. He was, a, as a starter, he was 33-3. and three. Tommy Frazier was a winner, bro, that guy. You knew, though, when he was playing college, you're like, ah, he ain't coming to the pros because that's just how the and quarterbacks were back then. The NFL was not ready for that quarterback. Yeah. No, they could not have. It. He'd be
0: a lottery pick now. Oh, for for sure. All right. I hate to admit it, but this absolute doofus of a politician. <laughs> oh, man. I hope he loses his election so bad. We'll we'll find out tonight. There's a mush mouth concussed <laughs> CTE. just Yo,
1: we got a mush mouth. The, the from, word. From Fat Albert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> OBKB. All right. Fine. Herschel Walker. I'll give you your credit where credit is due. He was an absolute beast for Georgia. Uh, 1,600 yards, 15 touchdowns as a friggin' freshman. It's insane. Only lost, what, three games his whole college career? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, only three games his whole college career. Absolutely dominant. A couple injuries derailed him in the NFL, or he would have been even more dominant. But...
1: Herschel Walker. Credit where credit's due, you idiot. Okay, I have I have one. Shout out to Deion Sanders for being a coach of an HBCU. Yep. This guy, I want to say, during his time at an HBCU, may be considered the greatest HBCU football player ever. And and remember, Jerry Rice played at Mississippi Valley State, which is an HBCU. So that's saying something. Yep. When I was a kid. You would see this guy's highlights come up on ABC Sports with Keith Jackson just talking, but they never showed his game. Quarterback of Alcorn State, Mm, Steve McNair.
0: Strong work. That's a great answer.
1: This guy should have won the Heisman. I don't care who he was playing. You don't put up the numbers he put up and not be great. He, He set career FCS records for passing yards which is almost 14,500, and total yards was 16,000, almost 900. Threw for 119 touchdowns and ran for 33 more.
0: <laughs> what? Nuts. Nuts.
1: Yeah, Steve McNair was that dude. I got to get that jersey. I hey. need that one. I need that Alcorn st- I've been looking for it for a couple of years. It's hard to find. Hit up your boy Vern K. He'll probably get his hands on one. Oh, them. you know right? what?
0: I'm going to hit up Vern. That's <laughs> who I'm going to hit up. All right, last on my I-9 varsity, and this one is special to me because he is from right down the street from me. Watched him play in high school, watched him play in college. He is supposed to be the second coming 1989 Heisman Trophy winner, University of Houston legend, Andre Ware.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: He was supposed to be the next big thing in the NFL had a huge arm, had wheels. Now, he was supposed to be that dude. In his defense, he did get drafted by the Lions. So, you know, hard hard luck there, brother. But he was that dude for me growing up. I had his jersey growing mm-hmm. up. I had University of Houston football T-shirts growing up. He made it so interesting. He was one of the guys I tried to model my game after. You know, obviously, I'm not as talented or, you know, successful in, in football, but, uh, yeah, grew up right down the street from me in Galveston. Wow. Like
1: 10 miles away. Okay, my last one. This guy, to me, arguably had the best season, the best college season, not only for a running back but for a player in D1. Barry Sanders. Ooh, baby. Oklahoma State Barry Sanders was ridiculous. I'm talking about kick returns, backfield. 150, 200 yards a game, touchdowns, Barry Sanders. I think he had the best season ever for any college football player. And you know what's nuts about Barry
0: Sanders at that time? His numbers could have been even crazier. Do you know who his friggin' teammate was? Yeah. Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas was in the backfield before what he a, got there. What a, an embarrassment of riches. Thurman Thomas and then Barry Sanders. Get out of here. Bro, he has four 300-yard games in a season. Insane. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! This is another great answer. Friend of the show, Chad. Roger Staubach won the Heisman, did his four years in the Navy, and went to the Cowboys to be a legend and win some Super Bowls. That's a great answer.
1: Yes. Throwback.
0: Hit a little uh, baseball transactions when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The... Sports Animal. Welcome back, Burke. Two men on, 95.9 FM, AM 610, Sports Animal. The boys are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA, and we do lunch at the 66 Diner. Mondays, that's for Monday Night Football with the boys at Howie's. And weekend, that's for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Oh, how he fell from grace. Former MVP Cody Bellinger was released by the Dodgers. Looking like a career legend coming out of nowhere. I mean, he was an absolute baller Mm -hmm. early in his career for your Dodgers, Robert. Yeah. He's a Cub now. Bye. One-year deal. Twelve and a half million salary, five million buyout on a mutual option, bringing the guarantee to seventeen point five million. He's like the biggest reclamation
1: project in all of baseball, right? It's got to be. He's has to be. Like his his, you can't even call it his potential because he hit the pinnacle of what baseball players want to be. That's an MVP.
0: All right, so I learned about Goblin Mode. I learned about cuffing season. What do you call a girl who keeps trying to get with guys and changing them? (laughs) What's that called? (laughs) Because that's what everyone in baseball (laughs) wants to do with Cody Bellinger. I mean, he used to be an MVP. I don't care that he only hit 184 last year. He was an MVP. I can change him,
1: Robert. That's... Oh, I'm not going to say that here. <laughs> I'll save that for my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. All right. Well, I mean, good luck,
0: Cody. I mean, at the worst-case scenario, you get a guy that plays top-shelf defense in center field who hit a couple home runs accidentally. Just three years ago, 47 home runs, 15 steals, and a WRC+. Of 161. WRC Plus is uh, one of the most important stats in baseball to pre- for predicting future success. The plus means that it's park rated, so they uh, adjust for all different types of ballparks. 161 means he was 61% better than everyone else in baseball and then he hit 239 the season after that then he hit 165 the season after that and they're calling it a bounce back season last year only hit 210 he was his on-base percentage was 265 people don't have jobs when they hit that anemic And he's still getting millions and millions of dollars for what he used to do.
1: Yeah, his – ever since the MVP year, his numbers are horrible. Like below horrible. It's
0: sad. It's sad to see, like, how big of a stud he was and then just fall off like that. I mean, this is what happens to baseball players when they turn, like, 38, 39, 40. He's only 27. He's 27. He can finally rent cars at Hertz. <laughs> Two whole years of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just... They give him a 1-year deal with a mutual option. So he's going to get his Millies and he's going to have a prove it year in Chicago. And they're going to love him in Chicago.
1: Yeah, they are. Um I think with with Bellinger what happened was I don't think he was prepared for the pressure of being an MVP in a big market team like the Dodgers. I mean, that's definitely one way to look at it. And then also when you surround him with huge names and talents, sure. That's pressure too. Cuz those guys are going to be there in and out. And they and they were and you saw what happened to him. He got swallowed up. Yeah, he couldn't
0: hang. I mean, I'm rooting for him. He's got a beautiful swing. Like, I hope he bounces back. He's fun to watch when he's playing well. Yeah. Giants offered Aaron Judge reportedly in the neighborhood of $360 m- 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 million. And Yankees, <laughs> Yankees have to top nine years and 360000000 million. He'll be the first position player to make over $40 million a year. If he signs with the Giants or if the Yankees
1: exceed this offer, nah. See, these are the low offers. <laughs> he knows it. Yeah, that sounds good, but hey, we're just starting out. I'm gonna chill. Let's see how let's see how high we can get this. He was throwing
0: shade at Brian Cashman and the, the Yankees yesterday. What just, did he say? He told him that they leaked, like on opening day, they leaked that they tried to give him a seven year. $230 million extension, or is it $210? 7 years, 210 Whatever. Low $200 million extension. And when he didn't sign it, the Yankees leaked it to the press that he didn't take their offer, even though it was almost $30 million a year and over $200 million total. And he was offended. Like, he was hurt that they would do that to him because he asked them to keep it private just in between them, and then they'll renegotiate mm-hmm. after the season. But he's still upset about that, and you know he's upset being booed in his own stadium by his own fans in the playoffs.
1: I hope he signs with the Giants. Nah, not me. I don't want him to be a Yankee, and I don't want him to be a Giant. (laughs) Obvious reasons. It's only one landing spot for you, bruh. Chavez ravine. Okay. <laughs> I I to me I'm I'm just seeing that the moves that the Dodgers are making got rid of Trey Turner. Uh Kershaw up for the low. Not by choice. Be- Bellinger's gone. Turner, the other Turner's gone. Free up some of that money, man. They can spend it. Yeah. You know
0: they can afford it. But I don't think he wants to be there. For, I think it's forget it.
1: Just offer that four hundred milli.
0: Ten years, four hundred million? Let's, that'll get it done. Let's get it. I don't see why not. Let's blow the doors off this. I really I mean, anything could happen in baseball free agency. Someone can come out the woodwork and just give an insane amount of money. But to me, I think it's really only San Francisco and New York. Yeah, it is either his childhood team or the team that he plays on now. like that's, that's the only fits that make any sense to me. But you know what doesn't make any sense? It's Trey Turner left $42 million on the table to play for the Phillies. The Padres offered Trey Turner $342 million for 10 years. That would have made him the highest-paid shortstop in baseball. Did you see the reasoning for that?
1: I don't buy the reasons. That he just wanted to be back home? Yeah, on the East Coast and blah, blah, blah. I think the Dodgers was like, hey, bro, we know you're going to leave. Don't go there. (laughs) Just (laughs) don't. Just don't go there. Anywhere but there, bro. Come on. Don't do that. Anywhere but there.
0: Shout out to friend of the show, Ishtar. Did every girl is like that. That's what I was going to go. I want to change the yeah. bad boys here. Yeah, they want, the,
1: they want those accolades. It's because of me that I changed him.
0: There's one girl out there who like actually had success with it, and they just point to her every time like that's, this is what happens. That is the exception, not the rule. You cannot change him. He is old and set in his ways. You're not going to change him. Or he just changes for himself.
1: How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Give the guy some credit.
0: Having nothing to do with you and your Dodger fandom, I really hope he plays for the Giants. I want to see the Giants contending every year again and I want to see Yankees fan get all sad and weak out over this. That Trey Turner's baffling. Like did he just want to like rub it in the Washington's face that he gets to play with Bryce Harper? Yeah. Sounds like it. Look, he's getting three hundred million. That's an insane amount of money. That's generational money. That's life-changing amount of money. No matter what, but turning down forty-two million to not play in one of this country's greatest and most beautiful cities, San Diego, California. That's mind-blowing. Every day is perfect in San Diego. Every single day. Every day is perfect. Why do you think we went to war with Mexico? Not Texas. We wanted San Diego. (laughs) Right in between San Diego and Tijuana. This is where we're drawing a line. You want to go to another war? We will go to another war. San Diego is ours, Mexico. Back off. Josh Bell's getting a bounce-back chance in Cleveland. Andrew Heaney. Going to the Rangers. The Rangers are doing some big things, baby.
1: Yeah, man.
0: FTR, by the way, you, you but, knew that
1: was going to happen. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. All that Texas oil money just sitting there not being spent. Are you kidding me? Getting Jacob Degrom. Now they're going after. Oh, uh, what blank? What's his name? Uh, Carlos Rodon. Yeah. If they sign them too, and they add like one more bat to the lineup, mm-hmm. they're like immediate, immediate contenders.
1: In two seasons. That's what I love about baseball. They can just wheel and deal and make it happen immediately. If the
0: Rangers add another piece or two, the AL West is going to be the best division in all of baseball. World Series champion Astros. You got the Angels with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. You got the upstart Mariners who just made the playoffs who are only getting better. And then you got these Texas Rangers
1: and still, the Angels will be the worst team. And, and, the, and the Las Vegas <laughs> Athletics. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Oakland A's fan. It's happening. You're going to be a Las Vegas fan in a year or two. It's happening. More sports and sports-adjacent content when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610 D Sports Animal. I am one Van Nunley. Across from me is one Robert Buck D. Gibson. Fred Slow, another part of the trio, is on vacation. He'll be back on Thursday. Robert, we lost a real one today. Yes, we did. Mills Lane, Rest in Power. Absolute legend. Professional boxer, turned boxing referee, turned district court judge, turned TV judge, international boxing, Nevada Boxing Hall of Fame. Absolute
1: legend. He passed was, away today. He was, to me, from a kid. Yes. Until yes. the late 90s, there were three judges, I mean judges, three re- referees that if you saw them being the referee of, of the match, that it was the biggest fights of the year. 100%. It was Mills Lane, yep. Richard Steele, yep. and Joe Cortez. Yep. But but Mills Lane was the one for it me. He was the one, for sure. And Let's get had, it out. He had his catchphrase. Yeah. He, was, <laughs> he was the only ref. That had a catchphrase, along with Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer would hit his, and then Mills Lane would hit his, and the fight would start.
0: Passed away today, eighty-five years old. Absolute legend. When he was a professional boxer, he went ten and one, bro.
1: I didn't know. I didn't know how good he was. I knew he was a boxer before he was a uh, a ref. I actually had a chance to meet him, but I didn't get to. Um, He was a Marine, and he came to Camp Pendleton. But I wasn't able to go because I had duty that day. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, man, I should just go UA and go meet Mills Lane.
0: (laughs) Almost qualified for the 60 Summer Olympics, defeated by Phil Baldwin in the semifinals. A lawyer joined the Nevada bar. <laughs> this guy. He's everything. This guy. What a life. I'm stoked for the 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. An actual judge. You know, if you would have asked me before today, I thought it would be like a just television personality only judge. I didn't know he was a real judge. I didn't know he went to law school. I didn't know no, he was me neither. actively <laughs> practicing law while he was a boxing referee. Yeah. What a
1: legend.
2: Let's get it out.
1: <laughs> he didn't play no games. I used to like when he'd get in the boxer's face and point at him. Yes. That's my last time telling you. <laughs> and he meant it. He had over a hundred world title fights. Bonkers. That he was ref in. That's that's great.
0: The judge from Celebrity Deathmatch was modeled
1: after him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a legend. It's an icon, man. I can't think of a – when I think of referee, that's literally who I think of. Oh, 100%. That's and, that's the guy that I think of. I always will. Yeah, forever. He's going to be the ref Forever. Trying to find the biggest fight that he refereed. Got all of them? For like 20 years. It was just the one after the one before was the biggest one. Right. I remember vividly the look on his face when Mike Tyson did yes. Holly Vanderholly Field's ear. Insane. He was like, What?
0: It's like moments like that in sports history, sometimes like if you go a while without thinking about it, mm-hmm. it pops back in your head and you're like, Oh my god, that's real. Yeah. Mike Tyson bit off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear in a match, not in the streets, not hanging out.
1: He went back not in. A, not drunk in a bar? Yeah. In a professional boxing match. Bro, he got him the first time. I was like, ah, that ain't good enough. Well. Nope. I need to go back in. <laughs> I'm so mad about that. Oh, I was a big Tyson fan. I did not like Vander Holyfield. Everyone was a big Tyson fan. I was so upset. That was it. I was like, I'm done with this dude.
0: If you didn't like the three mics in the 80s, you were an outcast. Mike Tyson, Mike Jordan, Mike
1: Jackson. Yeah, see, I, I was two out of three. <laughs> okay. One of those mics made my '90s hell. Oh. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh. And I was I was that person that didn't like Michael Jordan only because he beat Magic for his first title. Sure. I was like, I'll never like this dude. <laughs> Did you see a uh... bad decision? <laughs>
0: Did you see Draymond opening up those scars in the MJ and yeah. LeBron? Talk?
1: How do you feel about that?
0: I'll tell you what. Let's hit that right when we get back. You got yeah. one more segment of the program. Yeah. We're going to talk MJ and LeBron. Two men on. 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal. Hell of a program today. Thanks to everyone who participated. All the textures. All the callers. Shout-out to Mailman, Hawk, new friend of the show, Bree, and OG Howard. Thanks to all the callers. Thanks to all the texts. Especially thanks to all the partners and sponsors. We wouldn't be here without you, and you make our world go round. and you make the Albuquerque community that much better. Shout-out to John Lopez Real Estate, Cowell Banker Legacy, New Mexico Pinon Coffee, I9 Sports, the YMCA, 66 Diner, Howie's Sports Page, and Teller Vodka for everything they do for us in the Albuquerque and surrounding areas. I just saw this, Robert. There was a misreport right at the beginning of our program that I did not see that Aaron Judge officially signed with the San Francisco Giants, but the the tweet has since been deleted.
1: Oh, it's true then. (laughs) That's That's all that means.
0: Uh, John Heyman, I mean he's baseball insider, he's usually correct on all this stuff, but uh, $360 million for nine years was the report, and he signed with San Francisco, but San Francisco says that's not true, they haven't heard an official verdict from Aaron Judge yet, so the tweet was since deleted.
1: Mm. Don't you just love mm. social media stuff, man?
0: Mm. Everybody wants to be the first one to scoop it. Yeah. All right, so Draymond Green, very eloquently, and he made one hell of a case, that LeBron James is the GOAT ahead of MJ. And obviously this conversation's been going on for over a decade. Who's going to be the all-time GOAT, MJ or LeBron? I want to hear your... Opinion on it, Robert, but for me, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I got MJ1, LeBron 2, only for the reason that MJ was so much better than everyone else. I think LeBron James has been the best basketball player on the planet for exactly 20 years, but LeBron James isn't that much better than Kevin Durant. LeBron James isn't that much better than Giannis or Luka or some of these other young stars. MJ was that much better than his competition. While I think it's a future move, like LeBron James is the next evolution in basketball, and he's the template you want to use for a basketball player going forward, and he should win the MVP every year. He's friggin' healthy. I still got MJ, all-time GOAT. Who do you got? Oh, man. It's hard,
1: right? Like, you don't want to say anything. I do, but I, I'm, I've, I've always had this thinking. And I just told you I did not like Michael Jordan uh-huh. as a player. Uh-huh. But you cannot deny what that guy was. And, and the impact that he still has. But to me. The greatest basketball player of all time is neither one of these guys. (gasps) Hot take city, baby. It's neither one of these dudes, man. You're going to say Magic, aren't you? No. Oh. Right uniform, wrong player. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest basketball player ever. Ever. And I don't think it's even close. Not even Jelly Bean Jr., baby? No. No. And I'm the I'm the biggest Kobe fan ever. Yeah, you are. My top three go like this: Kareem, Jordan, then LeBron. Okay. LeBron uh, can never pass Jordan. Never. Ever. What's your rationale for Kareem? Because he's what LeBron is, and he's what Jordan was. Both rolled into one. He was, and seven foot tall. He was dominant. For a very long time, consistent, nobody could stop the dude. He played forever and was still dropping 20 when he was old and bald with goggles on. Old man game. You couldn't stop him. It, sure. And, if, and a lot of people use numbers when it comes to LeBron. Right. right. You can, If you're going to use numbers, you got to look at his, too. He's like top three. Number one in scoring until LeBron does it. Number, like, top, I know he's top five in rebounds. Like, all major categories, he's up there except for, like, three-point shooting and stuff like that and assist. But that guy was a winner. I'm talking about as soon as he picked up the ball. he, He won every level. So Kareem is that guy for me. A lot of people, you know, they say he's a big guy, he's old, whatever. But to me, that's the the number one basketball player ever. Jordan modernized it and was so dominant for so long. And like you said, he was so much better than people who were great. Right. Look at the guys he played against, man. Like, he played in an era where the big dudes were dominant. And he was the one winning the championships. Correct. Now, let's go to LeBron. LeBron... Is the most versatile basketball player ever. The thing on LeBron though is, if you're going to be the best or the greatest, you got to have those rings. You can't leave that part out. I mean, that's that's
0: everyone's argument, right? I mean, that's the 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 final nail in the coffin. That's with what it is. MJ and LeBron just rings, 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 rings. If you're gonna talk about rings, 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 we gotta bring Bill Russell into this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you can like if you're if you're only going by
1: rings, well yeah. then MJ is behind Bill Russell and Robert Ory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um But as far as what uh Draymond said, this is how I don't agree with him. He says, Yeah, he beat the greatest team ever. Jordan didn't have the chance to. Not you can't put in variables that the other player has no chance to to be a part of. You right. just got to go off of the body of work that they did. And let's not act like the Bulls wasn't beating some great teams. Of course. They were beating some legendary teams. So it is what it is. I just don't I, – I can't do it. Unless LeBron just has a phenomenal end of his career where he just starts ripping off championships, he's never going to be ahead of Jordan and never going to be ahead of Kareem. Six MVPs, six championships, like, I don't see LeBron getting to that level. He's got a lot of work to do in the next couple years, but he, I don't think he's going to do it. But, but, but that's the thing. If he does do it, it's not going to be because he's the man. He's going to be on a team where somebody else, is, someone much younger, will be the man, which more than likely would be Anthony Davis. We're seeing it now. And to me, when LeBron, I mean, nine straight NBA
0: finals, like that's insane. And he was doing more with less, except for the Heatles. Every time he did it, he did it with a team that wasn't as good as Jordan's team and got them there every friggin' year. The Heatles were like one of the first super teams, right? right? Yeah. By By design. Yeah. When he went with Cleveland both times or the few times he went with Cleveland, no one else in the league could have done that, especially before he left for Miami. No one else in the league could have took that garbage Cleveland team to the finals, Igeeta. He did did it by himself. Mm -hmm. Whenever, keep in mind that before MJ had Pippen, he got bounced out of the playoffs. Sure, he's undefeated in the finals, but not undefeated in the playoffs. Right. You got bounced early until they had their super team. And you know
1: why? This is why I'd say Draymond can't say that. He was playing the Lakers and the Celtics and yes. the Pistons. Yes. Like let's not act like those were cupcake teams.
0: In a in a different world of basketball. Oh too.
1: yeah, the Thunderdome of basketball.
0: Yes. Whoever wins a championship gets to run Barter Town.
1: That this argument will never go anywhere. Um People have their opinions. I think it's a generational thing. Sure. Because when I bring up – when I'm at the barbershop and I bring up Kareem, everybody is like, wow. Uh. I'm like, you're, he has exactly what y'all are talking about. Yes. And some. Yes. You can't use that as a barometer, and I give you a guy who's that and greater, and you don't give him his props and say he's a better player. I didn't see anybody stopping that dude. That's why he was able to play it. He was like 40-something. Correct. Correct. If, you, if you're sitting down –
0: and you don't use the players' names, and you don't have preconceived notions of their careers. There you go. And you just describe all of their accomplishments and everything they did. Every time you describe MJ or LeBron or Kareem, you're like, "Oh, you're describing the greatest basketball player of all time." Mm-hmm. And then you got to describe the next guy without using his name, or like, "Oh yeah. wait, no wait, that's, that's the best." The dude. <laughs> and then you describe <laughs> the other one without using
1: their name, like, "Oh wait, no, no he's no, that's the, the one. guy. That's the greatest of all time." Yeah. It's style. It's how people like to watch basketball or when they were watching it. That's what it is.
0: I agree completely. We'll be back tomorrow, Albuquerque. Uh, It's a slightly condensed show. I think we're on four to six, if I'm reading this correctly. That's right. We're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're going to lead into Lobo basketball. Uh, I think we're going to do it in studio. All right, going to do it in studio? Yeah, 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 we'll be we'll be in studio. We'll be doing New Mexico Pinyon next Wednesday. We'll be in studio tomorrow. Great program today. Had a lot of fun. Thanks for all the participants, all the texters and callers. Had a lot of fun. Some great calls today. Yeah. You know, we don't get a lot of calls on this show because I think people want to listen to us. But we got some really good takes today and some really fun calls. So appreciate the participation, friends of the show. You guys did great.
1: I think we left a lot on the table too. There's even a bunch we didn't hit. I know. But that means was that was how great the show was. Yeah, baby. That happens. That happens a lot. And when it does happen, you know you had a successful, entertaining show.
0: Yeah, baby. And with that music, you know we are already up. You've been listening to two men on, ninety five nine FM AM six ten these sports animal. You know the boys are live from the John Lopez Real Estate Coal Banker Legacy Studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. We start our days at the YMCA. We do lunch at 66 Diner. Mondays for the boys at Halley's. Weekends for Teller Vodka, New Mexico's Vodka. Make sure you get a taste of the opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie, and we will see you tomorrow, Burke. Yes,
1: uh, you guys, in about an hour, about 8 o'clock, Check out the BS show. Uh, It's my podcast. It's on robertbuckdgibson.com. That's where you can check it out. Join me in the chat because I'll be there too. Oh, it's going to be lit then.
0: (laughs) Two men on (laughs) 95.9 FM AM 610. The Sports Animal.